Hey everyone, this is a Faithfully Radical podcast where we're going to teach and equip families on the authority of God's Word. Let's get to it. Hey everyone, and thanks for joining us here on a Faithfully Radical podcast. My name is Timothy Carey. I'm the founder and CEO of Faithfully Radical Ministries, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Jessica. Hello. We want to thank you for joining us. However you stumbled across us, whether it be on our website or Facebook, Stitcher, iTunes, we thank you for joining us. And uh, if you like what you hear, remember to go ahead and hit subscribe. You can also find us over on Facebook and Instagram. You can keep up with our outreach work and our teaching ministry work over there as well. Um, A quick reminder, we do have our um, Genesis event coming up in April, on April 7th uh, at 6 p.m. We're going to be doing a showing of the film Genesis Paradise Lost. It's a really great movie. We're doing it free of cost with free child care. So if you get a chance, head on over to Washington Evangelical Free Church uh, right here in Valparaiso at 6 p.m. on April 7th. And we'll get to enjoy an awesome movie that will help equip you and teach you about the the first chapter of Genesis. It's going to be really great. Well, now, I guess let's dive in. Let's dive in. Awesome. This week we were looking over a verse um, that kind of sprung to mind some ideas here. <clears throat> Sorry, I have a frog in my throat. Um, and we were looking at Mark ten forty five. 45. Uh, it's, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So this week we kind of wanted to think upon that, pray upon that, and discuss servant leadership and kind of what it looks like in today's world, in today's culture, and how we can honor the authority of the Bible in this way of of acting in servant leadership. So let's take a look at that. Um, I think think a lot of people um, in the world get, kind of get this idea. You know, I think it's not... Absolutely, I would agree with that. I think that... um, while we definitely have the perfect example of it in Jesus Christ, it's definitely gotten outside of uh, Judeo-Christian circles and um, really kind of permeated the culture, which is a really good thing. Absolutely. Um, Especially when we can see so much evidence for kind of the other side of that, you know, in the news or however we get that. Right. There's certainly, you hear a lot about, you know, those that are just interested in climbing the corporate ladder and you know, chucking people under the bus and uh, just interested in leading. They just want the title of of something that indicates they're in charge or the yeah. leader of something. But right. But the other side of that is I think we've also seen that it's a concept that really appeals to, I don't know if you would say a, a large majority, but certainly a significant percentage of people that this concept of of leading by example of servant leadership that people see the benefit of and they see how that can have such a positive influence on a work on a workplace yeah. specifically but also taking it out of that in you know in the context of families and uh, church bodies and 
uh, just any of the areas that we're involved in on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people end up realizing this because they have a leader in their life or had like maybe a boss or something that definitely wasn't a servant leader. Absolutely. You know, and I think that really paints the picture when when you have a boss like that that's looking for the power or even like, you know, I don't know, a group leader, a volunteer leader or whatever it may be because it's definitely we have leaders all over the place, not just in the workplace, but um when you have that type of leader and you can feel how demanding it is or how you know everything is kind of to their own glory you know is to give them more power or influence or you know whatever they're grasping for they were chasing after getting to the front or getting to to be a leader just to exercise that not to do the most good they could you know but to but to actually be like the powerful leader and i think once you have a boss like that or a leader like that like you start to see okay this probably isn't the best way to to do this uh, cuz everyone feels super oppressed and wants to quit right now right it's it's just like what they say about writing reviews or anything right that you it's either going to be the super super terrible experiences or those really really great experiences yep. that you'll remember and you'll pass on mm-hmm. to people that absolutely eat at this restaurant because it was terrible or work at this place. No, it don't was, eat at that restaurant. Okay, right, don't eat at the restaurant because it was terrible. No, it's like, either, like it's this, terrible. Right, when people, it's like the whole this smells terrible. Want to see? Like, yeah. <laughs> no. Want to try it? Right. Want to try it? No, but or it's the oh my gosh, that's a great company to work for. You know those yeah. those people that I worked with and worked for. You know, just set such a good example, and they were such positive people to work with day to day and to learn from. And you, you just remember those extremes so well. And we that. saw a lot of that. I mean, we both come from like customer service backgrounds, right. you know, where we had supervisors and managers and district managers, and right. And you remember the ones that were really good, and yeah. the ones and the ones that really feel bad, terrible, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that you just you see that difference. And that stark contrast between the two types and, uh, you know, like we said, like you said at the beginning that we were going over the different, you know, the verses that were sticking out about that and just, you know, this concept that in Mark that even Jesus, even even there it refers to him as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And just this concept of, you know, the ser- serving the least of these yeah. and your fellow man, woman, child, and wanting to serve because you want to see others succeed. Yeah. And you want to see your family succeed and do well and you want you know that example in the home of of you know because we talk about that that's where our first ministry is is here in our home and you know to be where we are now where we are now (laughs) in our literal home um (laughs) literally we're at home literally literally that you know as we uh, go through our day-to-day lives that setting that example for our children yes and of us serving each other serving our spouse and serving them to show that you know you know and it's certainly not going to 
seem that way to them, right? That, you know, there's, you know, Jesus washing the feet of the disciples and then there's, you know, well, we're changing diapers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's not a lot of choice there, but (laughs) when it comes to attitude, uh, you can certainly see a huge difference in what it. So screaming is not the appropriate response. Just like, no, matching no, no. them scream for scream. Turns out, I mean, sometimes no, it's I can funny, scream way louder. But <laughs> I don't match them, <laughs> right? But... No, but I think that I think there is an important difference, though. Like, it is great seeing how this idea of servant leadership has permeated the culture. You know, kind of one of one of the things that actually came out and permeated the culture is this idea of, is of servant leadership. But I do think we we need to remember that we are. That we also have a different reason to do it too. You know, while we do oh, want to yeah. set this good example, we have to make sure that that still at the heart of that we're anchored in our relationship with Christ and in wanting to emulate Christ, you know, which you know, you're not just setting a good example and emulating Christ. You're setting a good example because you're emulating Christ. You know, and right. that's kind of where our motivation for that comes from. That we know, okay, no matter the circumstance or whatever it is you know whether it's work or home or whatever we know we always want to emulate our savior jesus and so that's even an added that's another side of it you know that making sure that we remember that that's where the anchor is for this right and we want to serve to point people to christ right because even with this concept of of servant leadership and leading by example being a part of uh secular workplaces Mm -hmm. and and homes and uh, anywhere that you go, even if even with it, that concept being a part of it, there's still something to be said for that that difference that people will see when you do have a good attitude over menial tasks yeah. and you are volunteering for th- for you know jobs that people wouldn't want or positions that people wouldn't want or that project that people don't want to be a part of or the the neighborhood that needs to be cleaned up that you don't that other people don't see the merit in doing something like that because there is no glory there's yeah. no there's no fame there there's there's nothing you know flashy to be gained and just having this this positive attitude that when people you know ask about that that they see that difference yep. in us because the difference is that we're serving because in everything we do, we want to think about it as serving Christ, that you know, everybody that he came to serve and save and that we serve uh, others also because that's that's the example that he set for yep. and, and what he called us to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and we see that all throughout uh, the Gospels, you know, in Luke 22, uh, verse 27 uh, you know, Luke says, for who is greater, the one who is, or Jesus says in the book of Luke, in the gospel of Luke, for who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? It is not the one, is it not the one who is at the table, but I am among you as one who serves. You know, I mean, he's he's really trying to instill this, like, the way they were thinking about it is wrong. You know, mm-hmm. they're thinking, well, we want to be served. We want the the honor and the glory, you know, but... He's telling them, no, no, that's not what it looks like at all. You know, that's not even close to what it looks like. It's actually the people serving you that are going to end up being great, that are going to end up being the, the you know, that's what makes you great. Right. And we can also see that in John, John chapter 15, verses 12 and 13. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, laid, to lay down one's life for one's friends. 
Um, you know, another really great example there in the Gospels of Christ saying, like, he's, you know, he's really trying to get it through. Look, right. okay, <laughs> you're not supposed to, like, save yourself first, protect yourself first, like, try and make sure you're getting ahead and making sure you're the most comfortable. Like, your your job in life, like, your goal is to make sure that everyone else is first. Right. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> that's really important to remember, I think. Absolutely. And that's so, it's so hard because sometimes our culture does push so hard against that. You know, people, it's like when, you know, when people do get, you know, you have someone bragging about a job or whatever, you know, most of the time, you know, not most, I, I, you know, I don't want to say it in a bad way, but you know, a lot of the time it's because they kind of want that glory for themselves. You know, they're saying like, look at what I've done rather than being like, look at what Christ is doing through me for these other people. You know, right. which is like a, a real mind shift that you kind of have to have. You know, it really can't be for your own glory. Well, and the through in various ways throughout so many generations there have and and yes, more so um, in in the last couple. But there's just been this idea instilled, you know, either from parents or peers of you can do anything right. you set your mind to follow your you own heart, follow your heart, follow your dreams, yep. right? You can make your, your, de- you make your destiny yeah. and, and all of these, you know, catchy things, <laughs> t-shirts, uh, t-shirts. <laughs> all these t-shirts, but that it's not, that's not quite the case. No, it's, it's not. And not that. I mean, like so many other things, not that that's in, uh, that's entirely bad, this idea of no. working hard, right. but this idea of that you accomplish your goals right. no matter what the cost. That it's based you know, on your own strength. That it's based you know. on your own strength, and it doesn't matter how you get there, but that you get there. So no matter who you've walked over yeah. or ignored or hurt or whatever it is, that it's just this looking out for me and I'm going to be able to accomplish what I want to. Yep. And that that's just, that's not the case. That's not, that's not, even if you do it with a smile on your face and a good attitude, <laughs> yeah. it's not quite the same. Yep. Well, and you know, it's the same problem that Christ did have with the disciples. I mean, going back to John, we see in chapter 13, at the beginning of that, um, you know, we see how Christ is getting ready to wash the feet of his disciples, mm-hmm. you know, um, he starts talking to them about how, or he wraps the towel around and starts getting ready to wash them. And then Peter's like, no, you're not, you're not going to wash my feet. Like, that's not what someone of prominence does, you know? Right. Basically, he's like sitting there thinking, you're going to make a fool out of yourself right here, right. you know? And it's not going to be good. And, you know, obviously Christ rebukes him, you know, but, and, but he, uh, it's again showing that this isn't just a now problem, you know, this is a human fleshly sin problem. You know, that even Peter, one of the great disciples, you know, one of, you know, one of the greats, like a, a disciple who had followed Jesus, has heard his teaching and seen all these things. Even at that point, he was still like, oh, no, this isn't what this isn't what great people do. This isn't what kings do. And you're our king where Christ was totally flipping that model on his head. You know, I'm I am the king. I'm here to serve you, right. to take care of you, to save you, to redeem you. And that's what we're called to do as well. I think uh, there was this great John Piper quote I read um, on his Desiring God page. It said in his article, Five Marks of a Servant Leader, he has a great quote that says, A servant leader's identity and trust are not in his calling, but in his Christ. 
And I think that's really something that's important for us to keep in mind. It's not in what we do, it's in our Savior. And Christ came kind of turning these ideas on their head. You know, like he like, like in Matthew 20, verses 25 through 28, you know, it says, Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. You know, he's kind of taking this idea of what these people think about, like, greatness, and, and really kind of turning that totally on its head, you know? Right. So... I think that's, you know, when the culture is kind of coming in on us, you know, push harder, push faster, make more money, get more power, you know, Mm -hmm. have this wealth and status, you know, we do have to remember that that's not, that's not what we were called to do. You know, that wasn't really, that's not the point. Like we're called to serve our brother and sister, like to help our neighbor and, Mm -hmm. and not like lord it over people. Right. You know, not to be this domineering person or, or, you know, or leader. Right. That you, we want to be an example of, mm-hmm. of Christlikeness. Right. Of serving others. Yep. And, you know, when we were talking about doing this whole thing on servant leadership and looking different stuff up, I found what I thought was pretty fascinating that while obviously serving uh, those you maybe leader over is not a new concept, um, namely Jesus. Um, but this phrase servant leadership came about from an essay, uh, that Robert Greenleaf wrote in 1970. And, you know, reading up a little bit on, on him and who he was, um, found that, he, well, essentially, I guess, eventually he became a Quaker later in life, but he... He became oatmeal? Well, <laughs> okay, it's <fine. laughs> um, But, you know, and he he talked about having a, a Judeo-Christian influence and uh, on this concept, but that this concept of servant leadership was something for people of all faiths and institutions, whether secular or religious, um no matter their status, and that it, you know, starting in in 1970 with this essay, even now, um, you know, depending on you know your your not level of involvement, or I know that um, Greenleaf is one who a lot of uh, corporations have have taken a, a page from his book, yeah, um, quite literally, as he still has. Um, a an organization for learning about servant leadership that this this key phrase you know that we're all so familiar with now uh, was one that that came about as he formulated this not new concept but his own ideas surrounding it and uh, how to execute it and what it looks like in the workplace Kind of took it out of like faith based and made it right, more practical. Right, well, not practical, but you know, right. Took it from faith based to what uh, perhaps those who wouldn't normally yeah. fi- uh, seek people who wouldn't normally seek out a faith based 
solution yeah. to a problem they may have. Uh, that he turned <laughs> this concept of, well, the essay was called The Servant as Leader, this concept into one that um, those outside of a specific faith would find more accessible yeah. uh, for them to use because he saw what a benefit it was to creating a good work environment. And, you know, and then it's just us taking that back to yeah. say, uh, you know, that the the huge benefit is that it starts right there in your home and the people that you know. And whether, and that's not even just families. I mean, that's what we talk about a lot. Uh, we talk a lot about because, you know, we're raising one, but also even <laughs> in a family. In, <laughs> right. Look, that's hey, our family. That's our, hey, mom, dad, that. those kids, we raise them. <laughs> raise that. <laughs> Uh, but he, like uh, in a roommate situation, you know yeah. that how you know your attitude in in that situation can come across. Uh, oh either. yeah, I mean it's absolutely a universal concept, right? You know that would help you in every relationship. So knowing all of that, what and knowing what it's supposed to look like, and we have the perfect example in Christ. But what happens when we inevitably fail at that? Because we are fallible humans. So while we know what that is supposed, while we know what the example is supposed to look like, while we know what the execution of servant leadership is supposed to look like, what happens when we fall short? What happens when we fail? What happens when we get tired and frustrated and we snap at a coworker, at a boss, at a peer, at a subordinate, at a employee of ours, at a family member, at a spouse, you know, at a teacher, at yeah. a child. What happens when, you know, we don't live the perfect example because we're not perfect. We live in our sinful nature. Right. Yep. So when that happens, I think that even still, we're given a great way to show Christ's love. Yeah. And by asking for forgiveness. Yeah. By humbling ourselves and acknowledging our flaws. And And actually repenting of what you've done, you know, of acting that way or having that attitude and showing genuine remorse. I mean, I think that's an act, like, that's an active part of being a servant leader. Absolutely. You know, by showing, hey, I made this mistake and that was not correct, Mm -hmm. you know, because it shows that you're, it's not, it's not the... It's not yourself or your, you know, your goals that you're propping up. It's actually serving these people. You know, you care, you don't just care about um, yourself and the deadlines at the end of the day. You care about them. You know, you don't want to treat them that way. Right. That I think another part that's important to remember that when we have uh, fallen short, when we have made a mistake, that when we do get around to if a specific apology is what's appropriate in that area. Sometimes it's not an apology, right? It's just an acknowledgement of, hey, Mm -hmm. this mistake was made. Um, You know, I I messed up here, so let's go ahead and fix it. Uh, But in situations where it is an apology that's warranted, uh, especially when it's to someone who, for lack of a better term, may be below you just in a a structural way, right? In a... um, 
organizational way, whether that's a child or an employee, uh, or that an apology needs to be sincere. So it can't be accompanied with a but. Yeah. Right? I'm sorry, but, but it failed. probably would have happened this way anyway, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, but this uh, is actually your fault. Now we can learn from it. The difference between the word but and and in that con on that context is huge. Like, yeah. I'm really sorry this happened, and I'm going to grow from this. Yeah. And we've all learned a lesson because of my mistake that it's not uh, this still trying to, you know, it's not a a backhanded apology or, uh, you know, insincere. Yeah. That that's part of being... um, It is that, like, humbling yourself, you know? I mean, it's absolutely working to keep yourself in check. And, um, well, there's something else in that I lost it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it is that, like, that humbling yourself. It's that concept that even we use with Christ, you know, of, of... I decrease so that he may increase, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. keeping that mentality with others as well. You know, I may, I must decrease so that they must increase, you know, like it's putting other people's needs and efforts at the forefront of yours, even in, even in settings where it, may, it might not normally go that way culturally or, you know, right. like, like at a, at a job or something like, yes, if you're managing or you're the boss of this place, sure, you can lay down the law and do these and lay down all the rules or anything, but that that's not, that's not a great motivator, you know, caring right. for those people and actually making sure that, that your heart's in that place is, is critical. Right. And I think that's super important to carry with us you know like like you brought up in every aspect there's there's ways we can be servant leaders to everyone our home our friends our co-workers and just embody that that christ-likeness in everyday life and showing christ to the world in that way absolutely awesome that was great <laughs> if we do say so ourselves. no i just mean i like sitting down and talking oh, right. about no. these things good that's what i meant too oh yes i'm humbling myself <laughs> <laughs> no but we thank you all for joining us we love sitting down and talking about these things and we hope that you're able to get stuff out of this um if you do like it if you like what you hear we do post i apologize this one was like a week late because we had some technical issues on our end but normally they are posted every other wednesday so our next episode will actually post next wednesday um because this one will post on wednesday of this week but um so yeah like hit subscribe make sure you follow us check us out over at facebook and instagram at faithfully radical um we're also we're not we don't not only do the podcast and teaching but we're also an outreach ministry here in northwest indiana so you can check up on our facebook and website to keep up with our projects and current things we have going on oh we also have a fundraiser at the firehouse subs in valpo as well coming up on april 24th so if you like firehouse sub sandwiches 20 percent of the proceeds that day come directly to us and go directly to help teach and equip and provide outreach to those in need in our community and to help us be more christ-like every day Mm -hmm. so thanks guys we love you thank you everybody we keep you in our prayers we'll pray for us and we'll pray for you thanks